0: You are Locked On, Browns. Your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Your preseason week two postgame show. Um, I Browns walk away with a win. Um, I'm not sure how you saw it. If you saw the local coverage, good for you. I got to see it through NFL Network, and I got the Indianapolis Colts coverage, and anybody who saw it from that aspect, oh, my God. And I did tweet about it, and some of you obviously jumped into it. You would have thought it was the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl or the entire game. Chad Kelly apparently is the love child of Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. He's going to be that good. Apparently things just went a little bit south in Denver. That's how we'll describe that situation. But we'll get into all of it here. You're local experts on the biggest stories as Pete Smith and I will take you through the, you know, uh, obviously a lot, of, a lot of highs today. I, uh, I'm coming away with a lot of it. And it's nice to be able to do this when you didn't have, you know, uh, obviously a lot of the upper echelon talent playing today. Uh, your daily delivery of all things dog pound. Uh, Jeff Floyd Pete Smith on Locked On Browns. Pete, I, I guess we'll start it here. It started with the offense, and I won't get to this part yet. For the most part, I mean, a lot of good looks. We got to see a little bit of Kareem Hunt. And, look, this is just basically what you're going to do. Maybe next week a little bit more of a taste, you know, some week in week four. But the one takeaway today from Kareem Hunt was there was definitely a miscommunication because Greg Robinson had Kamoko Ture set up, and I don't know if he expected Kareem to not chip him, which I guess is the case. He didn't think he was going to touch him like, the way the play was drawn up. And, you know, ended up leading to a sack. But Greg Robinson was like, dude, what would you do?
1: Uh, no, that's hundred uh, percent on uh, on on uh, on Kareem Hunt. He like instead of blocking him, his chip was slamming into him as hard as he could, which knocked him offline, locked him all the way inside of Greg Robinson. with a great pass set!
0: Exactly, screwed just, up his drop step.
1: It was it was no. I mean, your job to chip is to chip. That is not you know. You're trying to set him on the block. You're not trying to freaking throw your entire body into somebody and hopefully knock them, you know, you, you're not trying to go for a kill shot. You're trying to put him on the block. And instead, he managed to put him all the way off and screw the pooch on that. So, yeah.
0: Um And look, there's going to be, look, obviously Kareem missed a bunch of time. Um, a lot of it is, you know, competitive juice is flowing. Um, but this is, you know, there's going to be, you know, Kareem's going to have to, and I, we still don't have an answer whether or not he's going to stick around. Um, but, you know, you're going to want to be able to at least hope that he's totally understanding 100% of the... Because he, he saw Greg turn around, and he knew right away it was not Greg's fault. So whatever happened there. But, you know, but even still, look, you got to see a little taste of Kareem. You know, that's fine. That's whatever. Um, I guess, Pete, I want to start... I don't want to start there because... Let's not go there yet. But DJ Montgomery, Pete... Um, now him getting the reps as early as he did obviously you know Ish Hyman was a nice talk of camp obviously you know Damon Sheehy Giuseppe was a nice talk of camp uh, DJ Montgomery essentially played the entire game draw two drew two big pass interference penalties made numerous plays three receptions for 71 yards he's got quick acceleration he creates separation DJ Montgomery's a player here, and you know, obviously Willies was another one where you know he took time away from him today. And it, it's going to be weird how these next couple of weeks work out, and I almost feel bad for Adam Henry because his thing's going to be like, well, I think they're all great, but I understand we're not going to be able to keep ten of them, so just figure it out, guys. But DJ Montgomery is a guy that definitely, for me, drew eyes today.
1: Sure, uh, and he did last week, too. He had the, that yep. great catch on the fade. Uh, and you know, that was just with Blau
0: last week, yeah.
1: He, uh, no, I mean, oh, he, that's, yeah, he, all right. small school, smaller school guy, obviously came from Austin P. You know, I, I did an article on him, you know, the beginning of July when he was getting no talk, smaller school guy, you expect those guys to maybe take a little bit to get adjusted. Well, he's adjusted you're seeing his elite speed. I mean, he had great physical characteristics. He's got pretty good size, uh, uses his body. Well, he knows how to make himself sort of play bigger than his size would indicate, uh, but I mean, the, the thing with him and, and he's got the build to do it is you've got to find somebody who can, you know, help on special teams. He, he certainly has more of a skill, natural skill set than someone like Jalen strong does. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd like, he's another guy I'd like to see more of. I think, uh, there are two probably roster ending injuries that occurred in this game. Most likely, uh, and DJ Montgomery is a guy who can, who should get more reps anyway. But that's going to just only help to fuel him and get him even more looks. But like you know, it seems pretty safe that Jalen Strong's got a month here. But I, you know, I'm not convinced that DJ Montgomery isn't better than he is. Offers way more, and certainly has more upside. He's a lot like what Derek Willies was last year, except I think he's shown a little more on a game field. Uh, then Willie's has this point. Now, if he can, if he can help on special teams and do some of those things, then it makes it very easy to keep him. If not, then you know it may be a little more difficult. But given the fact that you're going to, you're, you're obviously Callaway dealing with a high ankle sprain, uh, he, and you're going to miss him for a month. You're essentially keeping seven receivers if, the, if you keep, you know, if you're planning on keeping six. So you know you've got the main five. Uh, with Landry, Higgins, Beckham, uh, Callaway, and then Willie's now become six and seven, and I think Strong is going to be six. And I see no reason right now, if he can give you something on special teams, why Montgomery isn't seven.
0: And, and look, I mean, obviously with the younger guy and you know a little bit hungry, and look, he's got the athleticism, you know, uh, the the quickness that he should be able to, you know, even if it's not going to be a long you know stay as a gunner or, you know, obviously covering kicks, you know, I think you feel a little bit more comfortable with, you know, with him doing it than asking a 26-year-old in Jalen Strong, you know, hey, this is what I kind of need you to do. And it's not to discount what Jalen Strong's done here, but, you know, usually the younger guy with the, you know, longer road to go is, you know, more apt to jump into an opportunity. But, uh, again, no, but Jalen Strong, you know, continues to show well, you know, gets open, gets ball to him, catches ball. That's, That's all you're asking for at
1: this point. Yeah, I mean, look, certainly practice is a big thing. Uh, You know, you get these game reps, and and they're a massive opportunity, a little bit worth a little bit more than practice, and all you can do is make the plays that you have the opportunity to make. And to this point, he keeps doing that, and he gives you a little something almost every time, uh, becoming a little bit of a playmaker for now two different quarterbacks. So, yeah, it's a a great situation to help himself out. And, And he's another guy where if he doesn't make this team somehow, then you hope to hell he makes it the practice squad because he's the ideal type of guy you'd like to get on there, but somebody else may come in and grab him.
0: Um, is it, but look, I mean, for now, look, he's bought September. Um, if he succeeds, they're probably not going to move on from him. Um, but, you know, something we had kind of joked about and teased about, but, uh, you know, this could be your, you know, 2019 version of Brashard Perriman in some account. And look, we've talked about this, this is, you get the opportunity to play with Baker Mayfield. Um, you get open, you get ball, you get some confidence, and it just starts to go from there. Uh, before we'll get to number three, uh, to Ernest Johnson. Uh, he's not flashy. Uh, he, there's no way to describe You certainly wouldn't use that. To, picks up the yards that are there, uh, consistent. I almost felt bad that he was returning kicks and punts late in the game because he had a lot of action in this ball game. Um, I still would like to bring in a veteran if you feel he's the better option to go. But I think you can ask of him for a smaller period of time to at least give you what the defense is going to give you. And I think he can do that. But you know, it was nice to see. He put some nice things together. And obviously the routes and you show. And it showed today that, look, everybody's going to run routes here, whether you're a running back or not. These are routes Nick Chubb's going to run as well. Um, But I thought he came away, for the most part, pretty impressive.
1: Sorry, say that again.
0: To Ernest Johnson I, for his effort. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Ernest Johnson was great. Uh, I, I think what he does really well is he doesn't hesitate. He he operates very fast. He's always moving forward. He's always I'm not as athletic
0: as at everybody else, but I'm going to do exactly what's asked of me.
1: Yeah, he pl- but he plays fast, and that makes up a lot of the ground uh, that that helps. That um, so that's 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 a big thing for him, and he obviously caught passes well. I don't think he should ever return a kick, but that's... Or punch. You know, he doesn't, <laughs> he's awful in that respect. But he, he just plays the game at a high speed. And, you know, I didn't see anything from him that looked any worse. You know, I thought, you know, I think he's no not that far behind a guy like Hilliard in what I've seen so far. Uh, Hilliard may be a far better player in practice, but at least if you're going off of what has been shown in the games like today... You know that's that's a different thing
0: you could maybe like pair them up uh, you know I, I maybe you'd be a little bit more confident with running the ball with Johnson between the tackles and obviously Hilliard the bread and butter right now is obviously the receiving aspect of it uh, Yeah, I mean I'm still not comfortable I'd rather at least have the veteran in here than two guys that don't have many touches for eight games we'll see how all, all that plays out um, but I guess we're going skill go, guys we'll finish here Pete uh, Gilbert it's it's picking up and for me, the way I saw him command the offense today, knowing where everybody was going to be, and oh, just real quick, Rashard Higgins does not need to play into the late second quarter of a preseason game. For whoever's trying to give me crap on that, he doesn't need to. He's just as valuable as the other guys. So that's my point there, guys. You know where you're pro, Rashard Higgins. But I thought Gilbert did a fantastic job, Pete. And But again, this is going to come down to does it matter if your quarterback two has ever got to play, or is Drew Stanton that valuable, Gilbert looked, I mean, I I don't want to say looked the part today, but looked the part of a guy who could at least wear the baseball hat and hold the clipboard and talk to Baker on and off the, you know, in between series.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, Garrett Gilbert got better as the game went on. I thought he came out, and after he missed that screen pass, he operated a little bit slower than you'd like. I thought he was looking around a lot early on, taking time to find some uh some receivers I, I think the pass protection really enabled him to sort of operate early in the game but as he got more and more comfortable and he got in the flow of things he started the ball started coming out a lot quicker uh he was you know it came out all over the place he was finding guys quickly uh moving the ball quickly It wasn't and this wasn't just like quick passes to like checkdowns and stuff this was going down the field or finding guys in in good spots to go get yardage. So as you see that stuff, that makes you feel pretty good about it. Now, you know, do I feel great about him coming in, in a situation where they need to win a game and have him play? No, not really. But if you're, if you're saying, did Garrett Gilbert sort of pass the test today? Uh, Yes, absolutely. I thought by the end, you know, other than the last drive of the half, uh, he just was getting better and better and better and and looked very good in leading those two touchdown drives. And, and, and again, this was a mix of – after that first drive, other than, like, the rotation at right guard, it was all number twos, and the Colts still had some starters in there. Uh, and they were able to continue to move the ball down the field. And, and confidently, I thought – that that was a really good indication of where the Browns are at talent wise and and where they are as a team I think the Colts might have a few more questions than they might want to have to ask given that so yeah I think Garrett Gilbert really helped his case
0: yeah I don't I mean for me it was just it it came it came easily uh it seemed like he knew what you know knew what the defense was giving him knew what to look and look you know for me, I guess it's you know where I'd be okay. And if we, you know, look, nobody wants to have anybody else take a snap. We've talked about this a million times. But if you have to, and then look at what he did today, and then keep in mind that he would also get Beckham, he would also get Landry, he would also get Njoku, along with Higgins. He'd have Nick Chubb at running back. I don't know. That's that's just kind of where I'm at with that. We're gonna get to the offensive line review here in a second. Pete's gonna hit you with the. Uh, Folks over at Blue Chew, and obviously we're going to roll on here on this post-game of Locked Browns.
1: Right. Uh, you know, you have a game like you had today. Uh, you're probably pretty pretty uh, up already. But uh, if you're like Austin Corbett, you may need a little help. And the people at Blue Chew are, are here to make sure that uh, your snaps are good and you fire off the ball a little bit better. Uh, that's Blue Chew like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them any day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. They'll take care of you in terms of getting, making it easy to get a prescription. They're discreet in how they send it to you, not that you should ever be ashamed of uh, taking care of things at home, uh, but it, they're looking out to make sure you do things you need to do at your home to make sure the, the spouse, the wife, the girlfriend, the mistress, whoever it is, is happy so they can keep making you happy.
0: And to the fine folks at Bluetooth, we appreciate the sponsorship. Use the promo code locked on, capital L, capital O. And look, well, I mean, you know, you can always be the MVP of your house. Even if you're not the MVP of every house, be the MVP of your house, your bedroom. Pete, I guess there's no way to even go here unless we start with Austin Corbett. And I tweeted it. You tweeted it. Let me tell you something. It's pretty impressive when you can have a snap like Nuke Lelouch and still find a way to hold somebody afterwards. And look, you know, no offense to Jim Donovan, and you know, oh, he's their center of the future, which would be year three. Pete, it's Austin Corbett. It's it's getting to the point where it, what exactly is he even doing out there? It's getting this bad. Yes, he was drafted 33rd overall. That's why he's out there. But, Pete, it's it's almost it's like train wreck shit right now. Uh,
1: right now, Austin Corbett can't play dead. Uh, he is here entirely based on his draft status and the cheapness of his contract, and that's ultimately what will save him. But right now, uh, if I am J.C. Trader's agent, I'm calling up the Browns and asking them, are you sure you don't want to get this done right now? And, and this should spur them into action because they do not have another center that can come in and do anything. And don't tell me that this is going to figure itself out. You have to plan for this. If you wait till the last minute, you're going to end up paying more. You're going to end up doing what Dorsey did in KC, which is paying guys late and paying guys out of order, paying guys way more, more money than they should. They should get this thing done, be able to save themselves some money, some flexibility, move on to other things. But, I mean, look, Corbett continues likely to make this team anyway. You hope he's able to... Uh, figure something out over the course of this next year, but it, it, the 33rd overall pick with a lot of talented players uh, that were available, Harold Landry, Connor Williams, Will Hernandez, to name three off the top of my head, uh, are all were all far better players, uh, far better prospects. They went this way anyway, and it, it, the kid can't play. And, and I don't know how this gets better right now. In, uh, by the you know by the time the season rolls around, God forbid, you know they ever, ever actually have to put him in a football game right now that matters. Uh, there's no way in hell you can trust him to go in there with Baker Mayfield and say you're going to do this job. Just an outright disaster. And maybe this is a you know this is a situation that you know it's just the you know not even an awful but the worst game ever played uh, to fix something. Uh, within him, I don't know, but right now you're looking at this and you're going, "This is not anywhere we can be," and and say we're gonna we're gonna continue with this.
0: Well, and that's part of it, though, because right now you don't even have a backup center. And look, you know, obviously to JC Treader's credit, what was his mo was he was a guy who would hurt. We have not seen that here, and he's been a freaking warrior about playing through pain. But yeah, I mean, are you going to go against? The Rams and say God forbid, J.C. Treaders dinged up, and you're going to trust Austin Corbett it, to, to man this offensive line and make the, Oh my God! I mean, it, that's an absolute train wreck. Uh you know, it's, it's going to be to the point, and I will not be surprised if we don't hear about this. Um, you know, come Monday, where so and so is taking a lot of center reps, or I mean, something's got to be done, and something's got to be done quick because. There is no life after J.C. Treader, and obviously it all depends on six staying upright and getting to be able to see the field and throw the ball, but this is getting, it's its not the question of it's getting worse, it's getting like tragically worse, and it's not good.
1: Well, well I was going to say, yeah, I mean, look, they need uh, Kyle Kalis to come back, I expect he becomes that next man up at center, because one of their options at center is, is Eric Cush, and he's currently the starting red guard, so... Uh, Willie Wright is a guy who could conceivably play center if they decide ultimately just cut bait. I I, I would be very shocked if they were to go that route. John Dorsey
0: is way too proud of a man to do
1: that. Yeah, I mean, so, right. I, like, I think Kyle Kalis coming back is probably, the, that may be the only reason that they left him out there. Uh, as long as they did, I think if Kyle Kalis was here uh, and active, I think he would have, gone in and offered a reprieve. I expect when he comes back, he will start taking a ton of reps at that that center spot.
0: And which brings us to right guard. Um, it's so difficult to tell, obviously, just from the you know the actual game footage. And, you know, obviously, you know, we'll look at this or whatever, you know, hopefully get John Costco here, you know, within the next day or so. Um, but Drew Forbes Pete. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he's a world beater, but he might be climbing up the ladder because others are literally slipping down the ladder.
1: Right. The only thing, look, I, I'm not a big guy. I'm not a big moving guys around is a massive problem. I do find it strange that you're moving a guy to left and right guard in the same game. Um, I, I don't think that is necessarily a good thing to do. But especially for a kid who's making the
0: jump, talent wise, that he is.
1: And yet, that is what they decided to do with with uh, with Forbes. And I don't think it had the greatest results. I think he had some real issues. Bouncing over to left guard, you know the physical talent is obvious. Uh, I think he's very, very impressive in terms of his power. There are too many situations where he's able to get pushed, and almost no one else is. Or, you know, there were some you know situations in pass protection where he's got his guy locked down, and and other guys were falling apart. So I, I would like to continue getting to see him get reps. I really wish it wasn't how they were doing it today in terms of that right guard situation where you know they had. Cush at right guard and then Cush at center and Forbes at right guard and then Cush uh, at right guard and Forbes at left guard. It's it just, I don't see that as beneficial. Uh, you know, they may have, they, I'm sure they have an argument to why that makes sense. And maybe that's partly due to the fact that they, you know, they they are missing guys with injury. I don't know. But uh, I thought it had some mixed results. But, I, I you know, he's shown enough for me where I just want to see him get more and more reps because i think the more confident more confident he gets the better it's going to happen and the way that you do that is to get continuous work largely at the same spot and just let him sort of make those make those mistakes now learn from them get those growing pains out of the way in august so that hopefully if, if they do want to go with him into the season or at some point during the season that he'll be able to do that yeah i mean
0: you know he's in there in a situation you know forwards where the Bullets are flying like it's the beginning of Save It, Private Ryan, and you're having shifting around where it's okay. Well, on this side it's this way, on this side it's. This. I mean, it's a little too much. It's probably not the correct way to do things. You know, maybe they were a little hamstrung today the way they had to do things. Um, but you know, you're. You know, it's going to be an issue. Uh, you know, obviously the tackle play. You know, to raise a player. We knew this. He um, didn't get to see Justin Houston. Obviously, the Colts aren't in the schedule, so we'll see how this you know plays out going further. It could be obviously this is going to be someone that they're gonna. See a bunch over the next few years, regular season, playoffs, you know. But you know, a lot of it was taken out of it, you know, as far as the ilk of it without Andrew Luck there. Obviously, Baker and Mayfield not there. But look, you know, at the end of the day, you want to walk out of there with the W. Um, iTunes rating reviews. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a five star written review. All that stuff. Browns Maven. Head on over to BrownsMaven.com. Make sure you're lined up. Become a uh, you know, uh, set up a you know become a subscriber over there. Get involved in the articles. Uh, all the back and forth. You know. Pete's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be a lot more coming from Brown's Maven. Maven, if you guys read around and you look for this stuff, you know, Maven on the old, uh, on a hole from SI, it's going to be a a a project, a product that's going to pick up a ton of steam here. So get over to uh, BrownsMaven.com, make sure you become a member over there, and at BrownsMaven on Twitter, uh, on a hole. This is going to be a site in everyone, whether it's college, whether it's pro teams. I'm sorry, you know, college teams, pro teams, they're all going to pick up. So you guys want to check those out. He will get to the defensive side of the ball here. Uh, I'm just going to go to one play, and it was early. Marlon Mack, you know, took a handoff, and it was a delay. And there was, oh, there's some room up the middle. And he jetted to the middle. The two D tackles collapsed. Larry, Sheldon, and it was just like, there it is. This is what we were looking for. And, you know, look, we still think there needs to be a little bit more done. But that's what it is when you have two of them. You know, something looks like it's there, but you have two big, athletic, 300-pound dude, dudes, and they shut it down as quick as it, it appeared that there was daylight there, and Mac literally just got up, turned back to the huddle, like, well, all right, well, these guys are okay.
1: Yeah, you know, this is the first taste you got of Olivier Vernon and the first taste of Sheldon Richardson. Both were very were very good. The talent is obvious there, but I think Larry Okunjobi probably had the best day of those, of, of those guys up front. He was explosive off he, the ball. That's going to be the thing. He's going to be slept on now.
0: And it's great for Larry. I mean, we all know what he kind of is, but I, I think he's going to be slept on just because the other three are bigger names.
1: Yeah, potentially. Uh, but, you know, they disrupt. They're both at the point of attack. They can cause problems and they can, they can get through and, and get to the backfield quickly and, and knife in and, and do things like that, which is uh, what happened on a, a few of the pressures that they were able to get. But, yeah, I mean, they collapsed on the run. They set up some plays for the linebackers to make, and they kept Jacoby Brissett uh, uncomfortable the entire time he was in there. Uh, that front four, without Miles Myles Garrett, it was, uh, Anthony Zettel in there for the entire time.
0: Anthony uh, Zettel had a nice day. He had a nice yeah, day.
1: Yes, I would rec- recommend rethinking the uh, Greg Buttle-style mustache, but yes, he, he, he had a nice day for himself. Uh, clearly, the fourth guy in that group, but was up to the task, did his job, uh, caused some issues. Uh, so yeah, I was, you know, it was it was a good day for those. They, and that group just has so much length uh, when they're in there, and you just see a lot of guys. You mean you you saw what you you know a taste of things to come, and and when you get Garrett back in there, it's just going to be an absolute force. And this was largely against the Colts' first team line because you're not going to put your second team in line against that group because uh, Jacoby Brissett, at least for the moment, is all you've got left. So the last thing you want to do is uh, put him in, in any risk of getting uh, thumped by those guys. And, and you still saw, still saw him take a few hits and, and get guys get into the backfield. So very impressive debut from those guys. I think you know that is a- as advertised so far.
0: Uh, a couple more names on the defensive line. Uh, Carl Davis. This is over. Good luck, Carl. Wherever you're headed next, because this is over. The effort isn't there. There's no. There's no shoot out of the stance. Um, Pete, uh, Wyatt Ray, and I know this is a guy you were kind of actually excited about. You know, with the you know with, with the way your draft analytic and and the profile set up, you were excited to get him here. There's something there. I mean, he gets around the corner a little bit similar to Jannard Avery. Um, I don't know if there's a spot for him here. Hopefully he quietly can sneak to obviously a very stupid penalty. Um know, the quarterback's down. Dude, you just can't do what you did there. But there could be something there. Um you'd like to groom it at least though.
1: Yeah, uh White Ray. Um you know, he looks even his he's got a great first step. Uh he looks even faster when he's doing that wearing 61. Uh he turned the corner pretty well. He's he's got pretty decent hand use. He's not a guy with a lot of power, but he's just a, a, that speed element and his quickness off the edge is a problem. And he was able to turn the corner and get a sack. Uh, you know, if he stayed off the dude's head, he would have been fine. Uh, but, you know, just making the play. Uh, but, you know, you land on the dude's head, they're going to throw that play uh, that that is how that that's always going to be the flag. Throw. But yeah, I mean, I think he showed some things I expect, when he um, – when when, I, I don't think he's going to make the team. I think he's going to get loose. I think somebody else is going to grab him, uh, and that's going to be how that goes. So, you know, I, I think it's a great audition for him. He's got to be thrilled for himself because I think that's the big thing for a guy like him is is you're auditioning for 32 teams, the Browns included. So, I mean, that's, that's what you want to have happen.
0: Uh, and that's kind of where we're at on the defensive line. Uh, obviously, you know, the front guys, in, it, it, if you saw the NFL Network, it was a mess. Oh, yeah, well, this, that. You know They were all over the place, giving you names of guys that were not on the field, names of the guys that weren't playing. But I, I think for the most part, the defensive line showed well. Obviously, most of the runs were to the outside. You know, stuff was clogged in the middle. You know, I, I think they had a good day. And, look, I mean, you, you can't measure it. I mean, if you wanted to measure it against the Colts, it's going to be measured against, obviously, whether or not Andrew Luck played. Um Linebacker wise, um, it, it, look, and it's not to give Mac Wilson a hard time, but as as much momentum as he picked up in week one, you saw a little bit of a fifth round rookie today, Pete. You know there was a he had a shot in the backfield where it should have been, you know, uh, I believe it was Marlon Mack for a three for a three yard loss. Uh, didn't break down properly, and you know that's stuff you expect from a linebacker. I mean, you understand it from other positions. Linebackers, that's the whole key to everything is break down, make the tackle. So that was a tough one. The penalty um, is still active and played late into the fourth quarter. Obviously, they have hopes and they they think Mac can be something. Today was a little bit of a step back from the fact that he's literally almost had a step up every day of the summer till this point.
1: Uh, I I thought Mac Wilson had a good day. Um, Look, I mean, I I, I like the way he flies around. I like the way he... The
0: activity is no question. There's no doubt about uh, that.
1: Uh, he plays, he's playing very fast. Uh,
0: Head on fire. Exactly.
1: He, you know, even if he's wrong, he's a guy who's going to go hundred percent, which, which always helps, you know, he may, missed the, missed the one sack. He didn't break down and secure it. He had a couple missed tackles and, and, you know, I don't care about that. I, you know, I, I can live with some of those. That's, those are areas you can clean up with technique and, and all that stuff. But I, I, I want to see the continued activity out of him. That's the, you know, it's like Joe Schobert, all these people, oh, he missed tackles. I mean, if that's the way you're going to sort of look at this, you're going to hate Mac Wilson because he's doing a lot of the same things right now. Try try
0: and tackle a running back who runs a (laughs) 4-3-7.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like that and and Brissett and some of that stuff. But, you know, that, if if you're going to sit there and go, well, missed tackles, whatever, you're going to hate this kid, even though the fact he was getting in there to, on the blitzes he was he was causing issues in terms of that he was making plays on the ball in coverage like that he's not a totally fit finished player by any stretch he's got a lot to work on in terms of his run reads and stuff like that but the browns schemed around him very well so they didn't ask him to make a ton of run reads they blitzed him a lot so obviously instead of reading you're just going to a fixed path uh, and and he, you know he's he's got some ability in zone coverage and stuff, and he's still acquitting himself there. But I think part of this is Steve Wilkes understands what he is and is getting a lot out of him, and and some of this is just uh, Mac Wilson stepping up and making the most of the opportunity. But I mean, if you're looking at it, you know who who really helped themselves as far as the twos did on that defensive unit. You know Mac Wilson still. You know, probably the guy that, that's going to get mentioned first, and then I thought Trevon Coley was outstanding uh, in some of the things he was able to do. I mean, his best play was a, a play he probably didn't even get credit for when he's stringing out a play, dealing with a hold, and forcing a back out of bounds. But he, he was able to get in in uh, in some pressure. He was able to do some other things. He had a nice uh, tackle on a pursuit you know pursuit angle that was you know textbook. Uh, those guys stepped up and helped themselves. I think you're, you're like what you see from that stuff. So I, you know there there are going to be issues that you want to iron out, and that, that's that's fine. But it, you're going to be ex- you have every reason to be excited about what you're seeing from a guy like Mark Wilson, who at least so far is looking like somebody who can uh, won't kill you if he's forced to be out there uh, in regular rotation. And the question is, is he going to? earn his way onto the field in some spot situations where, if like, they don't uh, like Kurt's here, They want to play some some zone, or they find themselves sort of like in a two minute drill, or you know they're up a bunch of points and they want to close out a game that they don't just put him out there and leave him in a coverage role because they feel like he can give them something along with Joe Schobert that that second level then becomes more of a, a weapon in defense as opposed to you know being somewhere that just gets picked apart.
0: Uh, and, 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 obviously, you know, Travion Coley brought up, and it, I think we, we know what Coley is, and obviously, you know, he'll be part of this, um, again, to this NFL network and how terrible the broadcast was. Uh, Jackson made a play, and I think it was like a, it was, it was one of those, it was like one of the third and twelves. He made a tackle on like a six-yard, you know, stop route, and, uh, the announcer, Coley literally came over and slapped Jackson, gave him a high five on the play, and, Oh, great play by Trevion Coley! So to think that the D tackle is covering Dion Kane, who was you know, 15 yards you know away from the left tackle. It's it, I mean it was a pathetic effort from that stop. Um, but Pete, you know, for now Mac Wilson essentially is probably the third linebacker of this group. So, you know, there is that, and look, you know, I mean, even if there were a couple of steps back today, look, there, there's no way, he wasn't going to the Hall of Fame, he wasn't becoming an All-Pro after w- one week, y- you've got to learn on the fly, and, you know, obviously, you know, now there's some more that he can go back, and, you know, from the week he had, week one, now he can go back, and there's some negatives, and look, you know, what did I do wrong, and, you know, things to work on. But still, you know, I mean, nothing wrong with the progression of Mac Wilson. Now you got to be thrilled with it. Uh, for everybody that was asking, I got a bunch of tweets on it today. Um, apparently, Taki taki has got a tad bit of a hamstring. Uh, Nathan Zegar was uh, Nathan Zagura was nice enough to text me back, and that was where it is. I I'm um, they're trying to preserve him here for hopefully week three, where he gets back to that. So there was the deal with Taki. Takitaki. Um, Pete, I thought Harvey looked pretty good. Granted, it was late. But, you know, you saw him on special teams, the activity, he can hit a gap. Um, And it was weird when he had that pass breakup on fourth down because everybody on the field didn't realize it was fourth down. But we talked about him. I mean, and this was a guy with like a four-year resume at Iowa State. Uh, It's not a question of, you know, whether or not the kid knows how to play football. It's a question of whether or not he's athletic enough to contribute. But he had a really nice day.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought he did a nice job last week too. I, I I'd like to see more of him. I, he just runs around and does stuff. Uh, he's just a nice good old-fashioned run and chase linebacker and he obviously made the play uh you know today making that, that stop on, on on the pass deflection, but he had a couple of nice tackles and stuff like that. Uh there, there are some guys that, you know, I, I, for, I I've seen enough of, and I'd like to see more of guys like him. And I'm sure the Browns may disagree on that, but just, or in they term, may agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see if they, if they start getting some of these guys, uh, more reps, but you know, that, that position in particular, uh, if you can get some special teams, uh, contributions out of these guys, then if, if they're able to do that, I want to see more and more of them on the field because, that's going to be ultimately what's going to determine the roster who can contribute on special teams and then who gets flies around and does stuff. And, and right now I think he, he's uh, helping himself. I think the Browns seem to like a Darius Taylor quite a bit. Uh, you know, I thought he was okay.
0: No, um, yeah, he has some activity in the backfield. There's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah. They seem to, they seem to really like, you know, obviously Sione Takitaki out. Uh, it seemed like they really liked having that combination of Mack Wilson and a Darius Taylor in doing some stuff. Uh, they they're not short on backers who can you know fly around and, and get involved, but I think Harvey's better at sort of aiming and understanding how plays are going and reading and reacting to that stuff. So again, these are guys I I'm hoping we can see more of with two more preseason games. Hopefully they stay healthy and hopefully they uh, get those opportunities.
0: You know, yeah, pleased with the linebacking core. Uh, you know, it's you know obviously Joe and Kirksey. You know, had the Kirksey should have had the fumble that he did, fumble recovered that he didn't. But uh, I, I think you're starting to see you know your order. The question is going to be with, and this is where it's weird because you know so many teams you know feature the four three, so many teams feature the three four. If it's going to be so four two five heavy, the question is how many linebackers do they keep? and you know obviously nobody's going to give us that answer so that's going to be one that's going to be interesting to monitor uh, secondary wise um cool. so Redwine um, love the Off. kid love the kid um, a lot of work to be done Pete
1: he does okay in some coverage stuff uh, but he doesn't tackle for shit um, and he even
0: the even the hold that he got bailed out bailed out on on the goal line on the run i guess it was Philip Walker like, where was the explosion to go get him? Like, you were already off the hold. He got bailed out by it. But, dude, there's a quarterback. Go kill him.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, he did make one really nice play where he got right into the backfield and had a big tackle for loss. But, again, I thought he was in position on a couple uh plays in coverage. Uh, but there are a lot of issues. And he's a rookie. and Obviously, he's he's learning. But... It, it, again, you're in a situation. If Demarius Randall goes down, he cannot go into the game. Uh, whether that's got to be, you know, somebody like T.J. Carey moving back there, or Eric Murray, or whatever,
0: might be one of those things where if you're strong at say, at corner, it maybe he's going to bail you out. Because right now, I mean, you know, other than Demarius Randall, I, you know, and I will give Murray this because I thought Murray was good today. But other than that, you know, I, I'm not sure what you going on here at safety.
1: Yeah, in terms of Sheldrick Redwine, he has to be good on special teams because right now he's god-awful on the field. And, and and that was a fourth-round pick, and there were other safeties, obviously, available I thought could help better. One of the big things with the guideline was, well, he can help on, on special teams. So I hope for his sake he's great at that uh, because the rest of it is extraordinarily questionable.
0: Yeah, I mean, even with the touch to, touchdown to Ebron, you know, Eric Ebron's a great player, but he's not like – He's not one of these tight ends that's just an absolute athletic mismatch. And with, uh, you know, obviously the way it was played, he had help over the top. You literally needed to be on his hip. And he still got beat. It be you a know, tough day for him. It, and look, you know, that's you know, fourth-round pick. your fourth-round pick. So, I mean, that's where it is with him. Um, Phillip Gaines had a great drive on the ball for a uh, pass breakup. Had a, had a great tackle. I thought he was good at corner. And, uh, Pete, I mean, we talked about this. This team has like 756 cornerbacks. And we know it's Denzel. We know it's Greedy. We know it's Mitchell, who's still, you know, click, clack, close. Uh, you know, TJ Carey and, and and Gaines. And if that's the case, you're five deep right there. So, I mean, it's great that you have all these other guys. But, I mean, how many can you
1: keep? Yeah, Um, I'll, it, it, it ain't Robert Jackson. That's for damn sure. He sucked. Um, <laughs> he had a nice play on special teams. Come on, number
0: twelve cornerback. He had a nice play on on, on a kickoff. There you go.
1: But Lindsey Pipkins had a hard time. Uh, I, if Javante Dean has played, I don't think I've seen him. Uh, I don't know if Donnie. And what Lewis... about?
0: Yeah, no, I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't see Lewis say at all either.
1: Yeah. So I mean, again, this is a situation where
0: I think we know who the cornerbacks on this team are going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, they are settled. However, Greedy Williams is showing growing pains, which are not surprising. They are not unexpected. But again, if you were a person going, well, Greedy Williams has come out and start, it's not there yet, and I, and I think it's going to be a wait, and I think it may be more frustrating than than, than people may have anticipated you know obviously you know he had some some big plays in in camp and stuff and he showed some ability but he's he's got some work to do and and it's not terribly surprising and i think uh you know Terrence Mitchell is better than people think he is i think TJ Carey is a big part of the Browns' plans so it's going to you know it's it's good in that it forces Greedy Williams to you know step his game up quite a bit if he wants to get on the field but Again, I, I, you know, you can say this is a good situation that the Bronx don't need their draft picks to come and contribute, but at the same time, their draft picks probably aren't going to come in and immediately contribute. Maybe, maybe Mac Wilson finds a role based on what he's been able to show, but for the most part, you're going to you're going to be saying, uh, saying goodbye to a lot of those guys the second the regular season starts.
0: Well, and this is part of the thing, though, is is because if you haven't earned it by now. Once you get into the regular season in that practice schedule, it's very difficult to climb the ladder then. And that's going to be part of it. And, look, you know, and guys, we've talked about this. You know, when We talked about it when Mitchell got hurt last year in Oakland. Uh, Terrence Mitchell's a good player. And uh, Terrence Mitchell is comfortable in his own skin. He knows who he is. So if there's a guy in front of him, all right, I know this guy can probably take me, so I'm going to give off the leverage. And he had one early today. You know, pass was complete, but boom, he was there. That was it. You got your six. We're done. Uh, you know, And obviously, Carey, we know he's that, you know, you hope the refs have a blind eye because he's a little sticky. Uh, you know, gains, you know, whether it's him or what's the other gains, they have their, you know, their ups. They have their downs. Uh, Murray can go either way. But it's going to be tough for Greedy to find a way to get himself to a starting role unless it's injury-related. Once you get to the regular season, look, he's still got next week, you know, but who knows how much he's going to play when you start and get to, you know, dress rehearsal. But it's not a big deal. It's not like Greed doesn't have talent. It just may be that he's not ready yet, and there's guys in front of him, which is freaking fantastic, as opposed to accelerating kids that were never ready to be accelerated as opposed to the years in the past.
1: Uh, that, oh, like, I, I, I'll disagree slightly in that. Once they get to the regular season, if Greedy Williams is doing nothing but going against Odell Beckham and those guys, he could you know, get better quite a bit uh, in that scenario and could help himself and obviously earn a role. Um, but one other guy I'll, I, I mentioned in the secondary – oh, by the way, I thought Eric Murray – it is. It has got very good in in his short short little run with the Browns so far. It being a pesky blitzer and a guy who can get up in the box and box and do things. And he had the uh, nice
0: he had the nice coverage early where he basically read the route and knocked it down. Yeah, I mean you know it's looking good. Maybe you know maybe a little bit more promising than we thought. But I mean, or that's just a, set, uh, a testament to how bad the safety position is.
1: I, I, Jermaine Whitehead, I don't know if he played. Uh, if he did, I, I didn't, didn't see him. <laughs> One guy I'd like to see more of uh, is JT Hassel. <laughs> uh, Like I know everybody's gonna go. Well, he got that stupid penalty on 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 the special teams play. Although the going yeah, to the bounce part, 100% a penalty. The tackle was 100% legit. He freaking got there, stuck the guy just how well, you like, wanted. Well,
0: it. well like, when when you can't you hit a guy in the rib? I mean, he hit him in the ribs. Like I don't like that's one I don't get. Like he went 110 miles an hour. It seemed like a crappy call, and you know, it seemed definitely soft, but it was like, well, where the freak am I supposed to hit the guy?
1: Well, that that's one of those, well, one, I don't think it should be a penalty, and, and, and maybe when they go back and look at it, it wouldn't be. But that's one of those where you, the guy gets called, and you know, you go over to the sideline, and your coaches are like, don't change a thing. That's a great play. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought he had a really a couple of really nice reps in coverage. He flies around. He makes tackles. Uh, you know, I I've, I have seen more out of him than some of these other strong safeties they've got uh, playing ahead of him. Uh, you know, he, and he, he he his ability to contribute on special teams helps. So I don't know where he ranks in terms of the depth chart or any of that crap, but in terms of continuing to show that he's a guy who deserves a, a shot to make a football team, uh, you know, he's, I'd like to see him do more. I'd like to see him get more reps because he does have – just tremendous athleticism, and, and he's doing things that uh, stand out as 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 uh, things that can help a guy make a team.
0: And, you know, and, the, and the, the old football adage, Pete, you know, and it's, you know, even if you're not sure what you're doing, you better go 110%, and that is definitely JT Hassel. And even the reps he was in on D, you know, he was always around the pile. So, you know, look, you know, the effort and the wanting to – that's stuff that resonates, and that's stuff that people take notice of. And it was great to see. And even still, like, I was amazed because when they first threw the two flags on him for covering the punt, where the where he actually made the tackle, I was like, how the hell did he actually go out of bounds? And that shows you that he's a pretty good freaking athlete, too. Because, uh, like, I didn't understand how it lined up. Maybe they had the numbers wrong because, I mean, there's always you know that type of stuff. But I was like... How was he out of bounds and then still almost made the play almost with inside the hashes, or right on the hashes? But, you know, you love to see a guy give that type of effort. Pete, anything we missed to this point as we start getting this going?
1: Uh, I would just say that uh, David Blau has, has uh, to me, has earned his way to that practice squad spot. It, Maybe he
0: doesn't have the arm strength, but he's definitely got the read and the idea of what's going on with this offense.
1: So I think, I think you know, we'll see if they decide to keep three quarterbacks. If they do, obviously, Garrett Gilbert would be that third one based on what they've shown so far. And then I think David Blossom. Oh, you admitted down. it. Well, I still wouldn't do it, but, you know, they may. So, uh, and then David Blossom makes a practice squad, so you're basically settled uh, on your quarterback position, I would think.
0: No doubt about it. Uh, Pete, you see Mr. Luke McCown? Maybe it's easier to go be a backup quarterback than it is to go be one of these analysts. But one year, $2 million, 17th year in the league, eleventh team played for. And look, who are we kidding? There's going to be a time probably where Luke McNown t- takes some snaps. I'm sorry, Josh McCown takes some snaps for the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Oh, he did sign with them. Uh, one year, right. got a
0: one year, two million. Dude, he got two million guaranteed.
1: Interesting. Uh, no, I know. I did see that uh, uh, that uh, Landry Jones uh, yes. signed with. The- well, and and the only bad news for him is he can't play the browns uh which is where all of his wins are against uh against garbage time Brown, or, uh, browns not not uh not trying to win games a- a anymore but yeah uh i don't think that i don't see how that league's gonna get off the ground but nevertheless landry jones the star power of that league
0: i mean if you're gonna go a-lister pete if you're gonna go a lister pete if you are going to go headliner. And there were some when they tried to put like the pantheon of Oklahoma quarterbacks and they tried to slip Landry Jones' name in there. Like they were trying to sell like it was something special. Uh, Yeah, you know, and obviously if it's WWE, yeah, you didn't add a Hulk Hogan. You didn't add a Ric Flair. You essentially, Pete probably wouldn't even get this reference, but my wrestling folks will. You added a Barry Horowitz, so clap yourselves on the back for that one. Uh, Browns, Maven, Pete, what's the latest?
1: Uh, I, I, I posted a, uh, recap talking about largely what, 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 first half for that, uh, talking about Olivier Vernon and his debut, or I should say, I previewed that he lived up to that, uh, and keep going. Uh, we'll keep adding stuff.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's the time here guys, you know, obviously with, uh, you know, Friday night with week, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all systems go here. So, uh. A, it's the best time here, and it's finally nice to be able to cover the content and cover the team and give you content, I should say, on something that we actually feel pretty positive about and looking forward to it. Um, Still here, I mean, you know, questions we brought up, you know, before this week. Right guard, still a question. How the quarterback's going to work out, probably still a question. Uh, I guess safety is yeah, still a question. Uh rest of the D-tackle position. Still, you know, the D-line, I guess, you know, no Chad Thomas today. It some of that stuff's still gonna be shaken out. Still some questions. Hopefully we can get some more answers within week three of the preseason. But for the most part, and again, an, a W today, no Baker Mayfield, no Jarvis, no Odell, no David ajoku no Nick Chubb. It, it just lets you know that the firepower is here and it's it's pretty legit. It's pretty real. Uh, make sure you're following Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore. The show itself at Lockdown Browns, all lowercase. Always keep it a follow back account. DMs are always open. Appreciate you guys for everything. In that respect. Me personally at Jeff underscore L J underscore Lloyd. DMs are open to there. Throw a follow over. Uh, looking forward to this ride and and to see it today. And you know it's it's going to be one of these weird things where you know Labor Day weekend's going to come and it's going to be saying saying, bye, saying goodbye to it's going to be sellers saying goodbyes to guys that you liked, but they're not good enough to make this Browns 53. It's not going to be a buyer's weekend, which is fantastic, which is what you're looking for. Uh, so with that, we'll put a wrap on this, your post-game show. Browns beat the Colts in week two of preseason, two and all in the preseason. Does it matter? No, but look, a lot of talent. This is what's going to happen. It's a little bit different than the last couple of years where you win in preseason games. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.